Yeah, welcome to another episode of Mr. Z and Fifth with your host, Zacchaeus and the Fifth General. All right, Zacchaeus, what's good, man? It was good. It's good to be here, for real, definitely. All right. Um, so we're going to finally give our thoughts. The main topic, you know, we're finally going to give our thoughts on the Derek Chauvin verdict. Um, the cop who uh, killed on camera, George Floyd. And mm-hmm. we're going to get into just um, just how we feel about it and what we what we think can happen going forward. You know, or people, you know, we're going to answer these questions. Are people celebrating too soon? Uh, mm-hmm. what, what kind of sentence is he going to get? Um, what's going to happen t- uh, with the future of police brutality? Is it going to, mm-hmm. in- is it going to increase or is it going to decrease? Uh, right. I, I, numbers would say based off of what happened that week that we had police brutality cases all through that week. Yes. You know, so uh, I look at it as a response to the verdict. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, you're going to uh, find him guilty. All right, let's go out there and shoot some more black people. I mean, that's basically how white supremacy responds. White supremacy is not going down without a fight. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know why that's new to people. It's not new to me. It's not new to you. Zacchaeus. No, you know, no, it, not it, at all. It, if you if you push a T said, if you know, you know, so exactly. All right. Exactly. Uh, Yo, man. Let's get into something that. You know, we talked about two weeks ago, the passing of DMX. Earl Simmons, uh, his body was finally uh, his physical body, because we all know that when you go, you're not still in your physical anymore. You leave your physical. Yes. You know, but his physical body was put to rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, his funeral was at uh, the Barclays Center uh, in Brooklyn. Yes. For those who don't know, that's the stadium where the uh, the Brooklyn Nets play. Yeah. Um. Give your thoughts, Zacchaeus. Yeah, man. This is so. Yo, when I was watching the um, DMX funeral um, on YouTube, I, I, I actually. I actually thought of myself being there, but um, because I, cause to me, DMX, although he lived up to age 50, he, mm-hmm. he has left an impact on the hip-hop community, mm-hmm. left an impact to, to people that he met, you know? And uh, when I was watching the funeral, I was really looking at who was speaking, and one of the, one of the pe- and two people catching me in the, that was speaking on the funeral. When I was looking at the funeral, I was looking at what Nas was saying on the funeral, how that how he remembered me and DMX and um, teaming up with DMX to do the, mo- the movie called Belly mm-hmm. that came out back in 1998. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, he remembered how, and, and then the, Nas said he looked at DMX. DMX looked at him and he had tears coming out of his eyes. And, he, and, and DMX and Nas was like looking at him and he was saying to himself, Wow, I'm gonna like he's like basically he's gonna from nineteen he's gonna impact the world. Mm-hmm. He is gonna he, his endeavors is gonna be so enormous that that he it's not just the movie acting but his music, his life. Although he went through his struggles, he's gonna impact the world in a great way. Yeah. And that and that and that was his purpose, you know. I know um, Nas mentioned that, and Nas said that, you know. And um, and as I looked on onto the funeral, mm-hmm. um, I seen the rough, the whole gang of the rough, which was beautiful. Yeah, the whole gang of the rough riders was there on on this on the platform, you know. Yeah. Um, if I can recall, Eve was the first person to speak, right? Well, yes, Eve. one of the first. Yeah. Eve spoke. Hmm. Yeah. Eve Eve said Eve um gave her peace. She said that she and was, she said she said she said mm-hmm. she she said she was blessed to ever uh know him and have a friendship with him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. For those who remember Lou who's listening to this podcast right now, the Rough Riders, man, I'm telling you. Yeah. They when they came out, man, it, it, it was like no stopping them. Yeah, they had a no stopping them. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, it was no stopping them. 
DMX, DMX was just a great asset to the Rough Riders crew. I mean, great he, asset. He, he, yeah. was, he was the general of that crew, you know, and, yeah. you know, uh, the label had success not only just with, um, you know, you know, even though DMX was first signed to Def Jam, but um, the success of, the success success of Rough Riders, I say, was solely based off of him, but not only based off of him. Uh, Eve had uh, very good commercial success. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, the Locks, you know, they already had prior success with Bad Boy then coming over to yeah. Rough Riders, but still the Locks were uh, just a great, uh, you know, just they, they accomplished some great things with, you know, with the Rough Riders camp. Um, you know, Drag On, Drag On was, a, a, you know, a, you know, a talented lyricist, um, underrated uh, within that crew. Uh, but he definitely was, a, um, you know, he definitely was a, a student of hip hop. You know, you got yes, you got to be yes. you got to be a real hip hop fan, in my opinion, to know who Drag On is. If you're a DMX fan, you're gonna know who Drag On is as well. But I just felt like to acknowledge Drag On for who he is and what he has done, you got to be a real hip hop fan. So, um, and then we and then also Swiss Beats, his production, you know, just the Rough Rider sound. Um, it was ridiculous, you know. Yeah. So you know his career was you know was made off of you know. Uh, Rough Riders, you know what I'm saying? Just that sound that he provided for DMX and the rest of the Rough Riders crew. Um, and also just the culture. Rough Riders is is also a culture because of the motorcycle and the lifestyle. So Rough Riders not only oh, just a record label, man, yeah, but they were just a life, just a, a, a motorcycle culture, uh, brotherhood and lifestyle. Um. You know, you know, you still see Rough Riders. You know, if you if you're in New York, you know what I'm saying. You you see the you see the crews. You see them on the bikes and everything. You know what I mean. So, um, but there's yeah, more to man. say. His children. Let's talk about um. Well, let's talk about more about what we saw from the speeches. Yes. And then we'll get into his children last. Let me let me say this. Yes. Um. So Eve spoke. Uh. Yes. Uh, we we had DNY on the mic. I, I don't know how long they talked, but um, yeah, you know the the, the CEOs and, and and you know of Rough Riders Records. Yeah. Um, uh, Jada Kiss. Uh, Jada Kiss spoke. Yeah. Dragon Styles Dragon. Styles P. Styles P. Um, Styles P spoke. Swiss, yeah. Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats spoke. Yeah, I want to mention about him. Yeah, please oh, mention oh, something oh. he said. Yo, Swiss Beats said that one thing that 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 really triggered me with Swiss Beats speech is when when Swiss Beats said mm-hmm. Swiss Beats said that I see all these people in over here that's here right now. Yeah, I see all these people in the auditorium that's here right now. Right in Barclay, yeah. but he needed you when he was standing. Alive. When this brother was living here, when this brother was living, yeah. that's when he needed you. Yeah, and I thought I, I, and I thought that was definitely. Fundamental of what of what um, Swiss Beats was Swiss Beats mentioned because mm-hmm. he was so real. He was like, "Listen, listen." He really needed you to. Be, this man needed you to be here with him. He, I mean, you giving him you give him roses now, but he needed the roses when he was living. Yeah, he needed the he needed the help when he was living, live, living. You know, so it's like it, it's it's like a um. When he mentioned that, I just was, it just triggered me in a way like, wow, you know, when Speed said that, man, and, you know, it's like one thing that he said, I, he said, he said straight up, I don't want to see y'all here when I'm, when I'm gone, please, you know, love me when I'm here, but I don't want to, if I'm not going to see y'all, I don't want to see y'all, now. Mm-hmm. don't come up in my joint, I don't want to see y'all, I don't want to see y'all when I'm, when I'm, if I'm, when I'm gone, you know what I'm saying, I don't want y'all to be here when I'm gone, mm-hmm. be here, Embrace me now. Mm-hmm. In, in a nutshell, that's what Swiss Beats was saying. Yeah. And, and I was like, wow, you know, yeah, man, this is this is definitely something that people should hear, listen to, and tune in and listen to because mm. Swiss Beats was speaking from his heart. They, listen, they all, listen, Nas, all of them spoke from their heart. All yeah. of them, Nas, yeah. all of them uh, spoke, spoke from their heart, man. I remember when Nas, Nas, um, Nas, 
um, embarked on DMX during the the movie called Belly that 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 was came out in 1998, and um, the movie Belly. If, if y'all didn't see Belly, the movie Belly is a must see. I'm telling you, it's, the movie Belly is is years old. It came out in 1998, the year 1998. But that movie Belly is a classic. Is is definitely is it's a um, timeless classic. Ten years from now, I, I could watch Belly right now. Belly is the kind of movie that that you don't, that you cannot just watch once. You gotta watch it like more than one time. That's how that's how um, the production, the the storyline was so great because um, what was it when, when um, DMX played um, Tommy in the movie? This character was Tommy in the movie called Belly. DMX. Uh, that he made an outstanding performance. Him, you know, big up to the late great Louis Rankin. Big, you know, it, Nas did a great job. You know, T. Boz, you know, the, the sister that used to, that that played in the the sister. I keep on forgetting the name. The sister that played in the movie called Terrell Hicks. Uh, Terrell Hicks, yes, great job, great great movie to see. And, and oh, and I can I gotta mention Method Man it was in that movie too. Great yeah. movie to see. Yeah. Great movie to see. Uh, it's a movie type of. It's a type of movie that you can't get tired of looking because it's a great storyline in that movie. Mm-hmm. So when Nas mentioned that when he was on the platform, he just mentioned how DMX had a um, DMX. He looked at DMX. Had DMX had tears coming out of his eyes, and he could just see that DMX was about to embark on something great. In other words, that that God was going to use him for a purpose. To impact the hip hop community, impact the world, mm-hmm. you know, because he was embarking on something great. He had the, he was, in other words, looking forward. In other words, he was just he knew that from this point on is is going to only be ventures after adventures, successful ventures after the movie called Belly that DMX and that the DMX um, is going to be. Involved in ventures after music, after records, after the re- first release was in what 1998, right. first record release. So yeah, so Nas knew we would not Nas, and I'm glad that Nas was there to speak on that, you know. And um, and we, <sighs> I'm glad Nas was there to speak on that too. So you know, so big them up too, you know. So oh man, it's just um, so much phenomenal, and we. <laughs> I know you wanted to mention the kids. The kids. Let's go to his uh, kids. I didn't see it, but you got to tell. I saw a little bit of it. So let's talk about his children. Man, let me tell you something. I think the young one of the youngest boys. His son spoke. His eldest son spoke, mm-hmm. and he and he said something that really, that really like got me. Like wow, you know, he really. Although his father is his father. He had a rough path. He was in a rough because he didn't understand his father's how his father loved him. Yeah, he didn't understand how his father loved him. As but DMX could only love him the way how he knew to love him because remember DMX grew up in a DMX was rough. Yeah, he, he had a very he, rough life. He, he had a rough. He had a very well, rough life. He had the kind of life it, that most people would have either gotten killed or killed themselves. Like his life. Yes, he had a rough one. Yes, he 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 his, he was dealt a bad hand from the moment he was born. Yes, yeah. yes, I, and I, and you know what? They really pay me about his story. It's how his mother just put him in a group home, like she just forgot about him. You know, like she just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just put. You, I mean, you don't put a child away, man. You you put him a child away, but then he's left out to the dogs. To he was left out in the streets to fend for himself. And the son that spoke up in the Barclays Center said said that my father's a hero. My father is a hero to many, mm-hmm. but a hero to me. But he was also a blessing in my life. In other words, that he DMX only and his and his mother and DMX not his mother DMX um, ex wife said it great. Yeah. To when the interview with his with interview with his son, yeah. she told him that. He only can love the way the best way he knew how to love because he grew so rough. Right. He came, he, he, life was rough, so he got on. So when he got that, he, his son understood that, mm-hmm. and his son took that in, 
And his son, when he got up there to spoke, he just mentioned that and just said that, listen, my father was a great man. Yeah, because for him to go through all of that, you have to be great. You know, and, to, and, for all, and not DMX touched all of his kids' lives. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of kids, mm-hmm. but he touched every one of his kids' lives. I mean, mm-hmm. to the very little son that was crying, the boy that was crying, you know, um, and and who can and, yo, and who can never forget that memorable rap, that um, his memorable rap, memorable. Yeah, his daughter, his she, youngest daughter. She did her own version. It was like her own version of slipping. Yes, great. It was so cute. It was. Yeah, cute. it was cute. It really was. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> just, yeah. a, just, just a sad thing. Um, you know, DMX is human. I know people want to talk about, oh God, you know, drugs. Da da da. I, I get it, but you know, people have more respect for Kurt Cobain and Elvis, and they was doing drugs. Hello. 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 Speak on it. I Speak on I, it. I didn't hear people call them drug addicts and junkies. I didn't hear that. Exactly. So exactly. You know. I'm just saying, exactly. the man was still human, just like they were. So, um, yeah, you're just saying. Keep that same, exactly. keep, keep that same energy. That same energy. Y- y'all still recognize Kurt Cobain as a legend and Elvis as a freaking musical god. Yes, I mean that's how people Speak view him. I, I don't view him as that because Elvis, first of all, stole from Lil Richard and many other people. Yeah, I said it. I, 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 and, and say, and also too, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Elvis Presley. If I could quote Chuck D. In his lyric in um, "Fight the Power," he yeah. said, and I quote: "Elvis, <laughs> Elvis was a hero to <laughs> most, but he never <laughs> meant bleep to me, cause he's straight out racist, simple and plain. Yeah, mother bleep him and John Wayne." Yeah, I just Wayne. had to yeah, yep, yep, that. Yep, <laughs> yep, Chuck D. Yep, Public Enemy Chuck yep. D. For those who don't know, yeah, yeah, classic too. Yep, yeah, y'all, y'all figure out the words that he was trying to say. Exactly, fight the power, fight the power. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a song called "Fight the Power" by Public Enemy. <laughs> those who don't know, exactly. All right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, man. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, once again, God bless DMX's family uh, as his body was uh, laid to rest. Um, God bless the family. God bless his ex-wife. God bless his, um, fiance. He was engaged to be married. Um, so God bless her. God bless all of his kids. His family is everyone. Um, God bless, God bless all of his friends because his friends are not going to have him anymore in the physical. So God bless them. Anything else you want to say before we get into our main topic? Yeah, um, condolences to the the Simmons family. Mm-hmm. Um, condolences to to his fiance. Condolences to his ex wife. Condolences to his children. That's not gonna have their father. You know that mm-hmm. that that really pains a lot. You know they're not gonna see their father. Those moments where their father is just being a father, man, and that really hurts. Well, I, I, it hurts me to see. Young children use their father so young, man. It does does something to me, man. It hurts, man. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you know, it just all. But they, one one thing they will have is, is have is his music and his movies to remind them that, oh yeah, this is daddy. But still, well, his memories, his, their memories, yeah, yeah, yeah his memories. It's not yeah. like having a dad, though. Oh man, yeah, oh, it hurts, man. I mean, his friends gonna miss him, man. I mean. Yeah. Yo, no, no, no. Okay, we forgot to mention Dragon. Dragon gave an emotional speech. Big up to Dragon, man. You know, yeah. Dragon even said it. Dragon said that DMX was his heir, yeah. his mouthpiece's heir. Yeah. You know, he really, you know, and condolences to Dragon, man. He lost a tree. Condolences to all of them. Condolences to Swiss Beats, Dragon. Those were his brothers, man. Those are his brothers, man. You know? Yeah. And, no, it doesn't. It, it, it the pain is still. It's always gonna be pain. It's always gonna be pain. It's hard to lose a loved one. DMX was one of a kind. There ain't not gonna be another DM. DMX was one of a kind. That's what I gotta say. He was one yeah. of a kind. Never mm-hmm. met the man, but I felt like I knew him. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, you know. So it, it, he's gonna be one of a kind, you know. So yeah. um condolences to his family and friends for real, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so um so I know everyone has seen it. This this news is not something that is can be easily washed away. I mean, the whole world was watching this trial. Um, Derek Chauvin, the cop who uh, has been convicted on three counts, uh, murder and manslaughter. Right? It's like murder. It's like mm-hmm. it's like murder two, murder three, whatever. All that. I don't know. But uh, anyway, let me get to what I'm saying. I hate to kind of say it like that because I just want to get to what I'm saying. Um, let me just say for the the family of George Floyd, um, you know, still my condolences are with y'all because you don't have George anymore. That's your family. Um, let me talk about just the justice system. Um, I'm not satisfied. Okay, because number one, we um, this is a rare thing. So this is like one versus thousands. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this is one mm-hmm. versus a number that I can't one in a many. This is one of a few. One of a few. Right. Not that he's the only one, but he's one of a few versus versus mm. so mm. many. Mm. That should have been put away. Hmm. You know? You know, so hmm. he hasn't gotten sentenced yet. His sentencing is weeks away. Weeks away. Yeah. So it's going to be up to what the judge decides. Uh, one of his counts, uh, I'm not sure which one, you know, he could face up to 20, mm. 25. I, I think uh, that's not even the lightest one. I think they have something that can go all the way to 40 years. Um, yeah. Um, not sure what his minimum is. Um, I have to get yeah, that inform- I have to get that information later. I feel like I should be prepared for it now, but um, I didn't want to get up here and talk his charges. I just wanted to talk about uh, what we see in the media and what you know, uh, and, and what black people and other people of color, those in the Latino community who go through this too. Um, because Adam Toledo was not a black, was not a, was not a young black child, but it didn't matter. We had to talk about that because police brutality to anyone is a problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I hope mm-hmm. I, I hope I made that clear in the last episode. Hopefully I didn't, I didn't misspeak anything about Adam Toledo and try to say something. But the point mm-hmm. that I'm making is Adam Toledo, um, is, you know, is is a human being and Adam Toledo uh, is part of, it seems like from what I see culturally that he's part of the Latino or Hispanic community and that community has uh, suffered from police brutality as well. So, yes. you know, that's why you see us in, uh, in, 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 this is why you see so many people, especially black people um, in, you know, the recent support and protests of Adam because, you know, we, we know what it's like because of what always happens to our people. So we know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so back to um the Chauvin verdict. So I don't know. Zacchaeus, I honestly I don't I have no I, I will never have faith in the justice system because we all know that the justice system was created while while uh, you know our ancestors, not only in America, but in the, in both of the Americas and the islands included, mm-hmm. were slaves. Mm-hmm. So we have yeah. we, we have a justice system that was developed while our ancestors were in whips and chains. Well, you see, that justice system was not meant for us. Mm-hmm. It was not meant for us. Um. It was only yeah, by law, and not because we say law. so, but by law. Say, by law, it was not meant for us people of color. It was not meant for Mm-mm. definitely not meant for the Native Americans either. Mm-mm. It was not Mm-mm. meant for us. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. okay. No, so, not for the indigenous people. Let me. Oh, let me not forget that. Go ahead, Zacchaeus. 
Sorry. Yeah, so we we have to to um, stop quickly celebrating because unless the justice system has changed, that's something to celebrate. Because the thing is, is that you know, don't be surprised if things happen, if it happens again. I mean, George Floyd was the first of all. Let's just let's just look. Let's let's keep, let's pay it. Let's take a dig into that case a little bit and just analyze why. Chevron was was charged. Yeah. Okay, he was not sentenced, but he was charged. He was charged. Let's look. Let's let's, let's look at that. Yeah. Now, we felt what a lot of black people felt it was a victory because they said, okay, yeah, he's been right. charged, but most most of the police officers walk. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But also, you have to understand that you have to understand that. Minnesota, it was Minnesota. Minnesota is looking out for their interests. Yeah. In other words, we don't want another burden in Minnesota. Okay, Joe. Um, President Joe Biden was worried about that. He said that that this, if this, if he doesn't get charged, the city is going to burn. The city, Minnesota is going to go up in flames, and it's going to be a lot of destruction, a lot of turmoil, a lot of a lot of mayhem, a lot of mayhem, and we know. That if if it's a lot, of, they're not worried about black people um, breaking up the city and destroying the city. They're worried about the agitators, the what the the agitators that claim to that, that pretend to be on the Black Lives Matter side or the uh, outside, and then they continue to make the city go go up in disarray and mayhem, causing oh, mayhem and disarray. And so, anarchists. And anarchy, anarchy, yes. Yeah. So we have to understand that the victory, the the the, the charge of Chauvin was not in the, not in the interest of just okay, this is okay. Now we, we got to give the black people their justice for George Floyd. It was the interest of saving the city of Minnesota from burning. We got to get that clear. We got to get that straight. Yeah. You know because the the, the laws haven't been changed. No. It's just a system because because George, because Chauvin was was charged mm-hmm. the the system the justice system wasn't they didn't, they didn't put out anything that saying that not just because of Chauvin's convict convicted that means that the justice system has been changed it hasn't been changed so mm-hmm. we can we we have to hold our great celebration until this is changed. And we gotta hold those in an office accountable until this has changed. Because you know, not not to not to raid on Joe uh, President Joe Biden's parade, but he did say, um, if you don't vote for me, you're not black on the Breakfast Club, but also in the same <laughs> on, on, on in the same hand, he said that. But the thing is, when he said that, it, things. No justice was put in for us. No changes. No, no change. No changes. No changes in the justice system, no. and we're still waiting for that change. Well, okay. Well, the Asian community, and not hating on this, but the Asian community got a, a a policy. Yep, and the and the transvestites got a uh, yeah, they, policy too. They got a policy. Black people still nothing after all these years. Still nothing. Uh, still nothing. Oh, how much is it? 400, 500 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And still no policy. And still no policy. Still Speak on it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Still yeah. no policy. So um, you run out there, you go on your vote, your Democrat vote, you go on your vote, your Republican vote. But still, yeah. there's no justice in the system to change the laws against killing. And, don't, and, and people keep bringing, and I know a lot of, you know, sometimes. Some black folks bring up, well, well, black on black crime, black on black crime. You, you know, they bring it up quickly. You know, when when we talk about police killing the killing us and everything, but well, well, because well, because you know, I'm I'm glad you said that just now because somebody's gonna listen to this and be uh, foaming out the mouth about black on black crime. And yeah, I'm I'm gonna say what I typically say on every show when that comes up: black on black crime is a white supremacist talking point to deflect when in when uh those who do crime against us that are not black walk 
and and get away with the uh uh with the injustice. Mm. That's always used because we all know that there there is no such thing as black on black crime. That is a myth. It's not black on black crime that's going on. It's just crime within your uh, neighborhood and your community. So uh, white people uh, uh, have uh, killings amongst each other all the time, but nobody calls it white on white crime. If you they want, don't. Hey, if, if you want to know what white on white crime is, and uh, um, uh, recently that was a big deal. Uh, how about when they stormed the Capitol? There was a lot of white people uh, fighting white people that day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But nobody called. <laughs> it was, you know, it was, it was. Um, but nobody called that white on white crime. I don't, I don't recall. Hello. And speak on it. <laughs> nobody, nobody called. Uh, um, you know, nobody calls it that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Uh, right. And we all know that when, when, and when black people commit crimes against each other, black people go to jail. All you got to do yeah. is look at the in, uh, incarceration rates. You know what I'm saying? Right. They have no right. problem throwing black people in jail. You right. Know? Oh, no. Black, yeah. people, black people get thrown in jail uh, for prison for crimes they don't commit and harsher sentences that other people in other communities commit. They get lighter sentences. So all you got right. to do, do is look at the stats as far as how many times they put black people away. Uh, they have no problem doing that. This is why they love "quote unquote" black on black crime, just so they could put us in jail and exercise the uh, the Thirteenth Amendment. As far as hey, mm. you know, uh, we'll get you in prison. Uh, that way, we can uh, treat you as a slave because that's where you can do it, right? Legally, and that's in the law. That ain't because I said so. It's in the laws, right? It's in the law, yeah. you know. Hey, you know, race racism is so crazy that that black people have to uh, uh, feel like they got to celebrate because one cop uh, uh, is is being convicted of a crime, uh, uh, you know, in police brutality. And it's so real that that's the only thing that could be celebrated. What should be celebrated first and foremost is that he shouldn't have got killed in the first place. Exactly. About exactly. That? Hello. They would have Hello. Been, there would have been no need for a trial if George Floyd would have just been alive. If you wouldn't have had a knee on his yeah. neck, he'd still be alive to this day. And let's get into the hypocrisy of that bull crap testimony. Yeah, yeah. From, let's be good. From, let's, let's talk from, on from, that. From, yeah. From, from, yeah. From, from one of them people, one of the doctors. I don't know what he was, and he got challenged, and he had nothing to say. He tried to say it looks like there's a white substance in his mouth. So they tried to uh, imply that jo- that George Floyd took some type of pill or something like that, right? So then yeah. they showed the video. Thank God for see, Lord. Hmm. Why why is it that black people need forty videos for us to get uh, for us to get our truth out? Exactly. We exactly. need like it's like we there was so much footage. I'm glad there was so much footage because first of all, God don't like ugly. So yeah. I'm glad there was so much footage, but it took that much. There was so many videos they had to pull just to prove that they was like, yo, George Floyd. They was like, that's not a pill. And he going to say, oh, well, I didn't say that it was a pill. I just said it was a white substance. Well, it's it's not that either, but you were alluding that that it was a pill. And then, you know, yeah. that's what the defense team was challenging him. And then he was like, oh, so what about this video? That white substance you were referring to. Are you talking about that right. right there? And he was like, yeah. Yeah. And then he was like, "Uh, sir, you know, that could be anything. Is it possible right. to say that that could be gum? And, he's, right, right, and, and, right. and he froze. He froze. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then that substance he's talking about was whatever he was referring to was still there, still there, right. still there, still there. If it's a pill, first of all, you swallow a pill. You won't chew on a right. pill. How freaking exactly. dare you? Exactly. Not only that, too. What pissed me off, too, about that whole situation is when they mentioned that the exhaust from the car killed them. Yeah. And I'm saying to myself, and I'm saying no. None of none of these 
accusations and allegations that they are that they are saying is true. They're all false. They're all, they're all bunch. They're all a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. You stand on the mat for nine minutes and thirty seconds, mm-hmm. you're gonna die. Well, you know, it, you put your two hundred pound body weight, your knee on a man's neck, the man that man is gonna die. Well, you so was, that's the bottom. That's the bottom line. Exactly. You stopped his. You stopped his breathing. <laughs> you, you had your knee on his neck for an extra minute, even after the EMTs arrived. So you didn't even exactly. let the EMTs even uh, help. No different from yeah. Eric Garner. Same thing when they killed Eric Garner. Eric Garner, they choked him out. The EMTs was 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 standing by, and they and and Pat Delano wouldn't even let them even work on him. So it's the same thing. It's the same, same thing. Th- it's yeah. the same same devil, different city. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every freaking time, man. Yeah, man. I don't I don't uh, I, I don't need nobody to be on my corner on this one. I know what the heck I'm talking about. Hello. Yeah, man. Anyway, I'm sorry. I got yeah. a little upset there for <laughs> It's just <laughs> it, it, look, it's it's just it's just time after time after time. Why, Zacchaeus, are we still dealing with this in this generation? This is supposed to be over, man. Let me tell you something. This is that's why I'm upset. That's why people people are upset took, be, be, because of the fact that this was something that people have fought, bled, and died for, and it's still yes. happening. People think people people. I, I hate when people do this. Hey, they always say, "Oh, well, you're free now. Slavery was years ago." Okay, do you know what happened after slavery? No, Jim freaking Crow. Bro, man, we gonna speak on that. Okay, we can speak. We got about that, that's a whole segment. That's a whole two-hour show. If we get into Jim Crow, okay? Freaking Jim Crow that's laws. Jim Jim Crow laws was another era after slavery that la- lasted for so long. Yes, yes, yes. You know, no, it's pe- over. Lynching is over. No, yeah. the last lynching. Actually, the last lynching. Actually, history shows that lynching increased after slavery was abolished. It did. It did increase. Mm-hmm. It did increase because the clan, the clan, was now politicians. The clan was now police. The clan, well, the clan been police. Yeah, the clan been the police because they were slave patrol before they were police exactly. officers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the clan run the off was an office. Mm-hmm. Clan was was enormous. The clan after Jim Crow became enormous. Yeah, because Be- they they held political enormous. power. Right, the Klu Klux Klan political power in the office. Yeah, but you know they still do. And that's that's, that's they the still thing. Do. They it, still do. It, it, it's, it's just more covert. Because mm-hmm. the clan taught each other, listen, you can't just scream nigga, 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 nigga every time you talk because then uh, they're going to see you coming as the enemy. The job is to, as the enemy, not see us coming. That is a war mm-hmm. tactic of espionage. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, so that's another thing people understand. And, he, and, 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 and the orders of the clan was to infiltrate the police so that they could become police officers and do cl- the works of the clan under the police badge. Yeah. If you want to, mm-hmm. if you want to challenge me on what I'm saying, look it up, look it up. You know, I'm saying that to the listener, not, not, not you, Zach, he is, but I'm saying it to the yeah, listeners. Know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so look it up. Go look it up. Go look it up. This if you don't believe us, yeah. if you don't believe us, go yeah. look it up. Yo, even the FBI, listen, the FBI, by the way, <laughs> Yeah, thank, thanks for uh, 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 telling us, but we already knew. The FBI said that uh, that that they found um, white supremacists all throughout law enforcement. Okay, so what are you what are you going to do about it? You haven't arrested them. You haven't brought them. You, you haven't you haven't uh, terminated them from their work. No, that's like, for sure. Like, what are you like 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 what the heck is that? Oh, that's like okay, whoop de doo. Yeah, oh, oh. So 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 you told us something that we knew a long time ago that, that Malcolm X spoke on, that Mega Evers uh uh spoke on, that many uh 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 many Fred Hampton, the, the Black Panther, Huey P. Newton, Bobby Sewell, what they Eldridge Cleaver, 
You, these are the yeah. things that they talked about. Stokely Carmichael. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Martin Luther King yeah. to some degree. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so, you know, you Fred Hampton. So you basically just, we already knew that. Thank you. But what are you going to do about it, though? You're yeah. not going to do anything <laughs> about it, so shut the heck up forever. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I discovered. Okay, you discovered and? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yeah. so here, here's the thing. I want to get uh, deeper into this. So Chauvin thought he was going to get off. Did you see his reactions? Yeah, he really did. He that said, man okay, was I shocked. Got this bag. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how, that's how confident they are, you know? Well, well, let's explain their confidence. Let's give context to listeners. The reason why he was confident that he was going to get off because he saw his other brothers and sisters behind the blue wall of silence who have walked away. That's why he was confident. He wasn't confident because he's just some arrogant prick. Yeah, he's that. But he's also confident because he has seen many of his people who behave just like him, if not worse, walk away scot-free, not even serving a day in jail. Forget prison, a day in jail. Jail's before prison. Hmm. Not even locked up overnight. Yep. He really thought he was going to walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Now, he, he, now, in, he walked in there with his head up and with confidence. Hey, man, tell me how many years is enough, man. Hold on, hold on. Actually, don't answer that. Tell me how many years is not enough. I won't be surprised. If they if they give this man eleven or less than eleven years, uh, I I agree with your sentiments exactly. I I thought he would get um hmm, eight maximum, maximum. That's my max. Sadly, yeah, eight to yeah. ten. He'll get sentenced eight to ten. He'll get yeah. off for good behavior, just like the cop who shot Oscar Grant in in Oakland yes. years ago. Years ago, yeah. It'll and, be and guess what? It'll be the same thing. He'll on, he'll do the minimum, the bare minimum. Way. Yeah. My bad. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Zacchaeus. Oh no, no, it's okay. And he'll go along his merry way. After he get off, he'll go along his merry way. They'll shorten, they'll purposely shorten the sentence. Yeah. Or in other words, they'll give him a different stroke for different folks. They'll shorten that man's sentence for real. Mm-hmm. Or or not even shorten he or they'll give him the max. Their, their max will say, their their max will say eight to nine years. Yeah. 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 I feel like, yeah, but what, what the point I'm making is whatever max they give him, I, I personally believe that he will do the bare minimum of that max, whatever the heck. First of all, I don't think the max is going to be 20 years. Okay. But let's just say it is. Let's just say he gets sentenced 15 to 25. Right. Uh, He won't do, fi- he won't do 15. <laughs> okay. That's what I believe. If he gets sentenced 15 to 25, he'll do under the minimum. Under. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you know what? No matter how much time they give this man, it won't bring George Floyd back. But I want people to understand it's bigger than George Floyd. It's the trauma that it has put on young black children. Do you know that there were kids, kids crying, crying, Screaming, crying. I'm not not even just one tear coming down. Screaming, crying. I saw a kid. I'm not even making this up. And this is what pisses me off as a grown man. I saw a kid say to his father, no, his mother. Sorry, not his father. Said to his mother, "Am I next?" Jeez. Let's walk people back in history. And to why we and, and this is why we have this symbolism. This is not all in our heads. I'm only saying what I'm saying because there's going to be non-black people that listen to this show and that respect our voices, but I just want to paint a picture for them. Back in slavery, and these uh, uh, um, stories are popular in Haiti, uh, in Jamaica because of Derby's Dose and other slave and other slave master reports that documented their um, 
that documented their uh, uh, their um, slave practices and chastisements to what they did to their slaves all, all across the, uh, the Americas or wherever slavery was, right? You know this, Zacchaeus. Well, this is what they would do. Willie Lynch's letter also included in this example, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Slavery was more of a generational... Uh, uh, it was uh, it was supposed to be a, uh, the things that they did in slavery was supposed to be a generational uh, c- to create generational curses and generational trauma and PTSD before we knew what PTSD ever was. Right. They would take they used to take uh, two horses. You know, this story, Zacchaeus, two horses mm-hmm. at opposite ends. They would yes. tie, they would tie the rope to the feet of a black yes. man or a black yes. woman, but they would definitely do this to yes. the black man. They would do this after he has his family. They would have his wife mm-hmm. and his kids watch mm-hmm. what they do to him. Yes. They would beat both horses. Yes. When you hit a horse, horses run. That's normal. That's what horses do. Yes. You hit a horse in the back or whatever it is, they run. That's a, it's a natural instinct. They would yeah. beat both horses, uh, uh, both uh, um, uh, whip whip crackers. That's where the term cracker comes from. The whip crackers would beat mm-hmm. the horses. They would run in opposite directions. The impact and the impact and the pull from both horses running opposite opposite directions ripped yeah. ripped the black slave in half. Jeez, yep. And that yep. and that was the early causes of what we call buck breaking. Now, buck breaking was also rape, but that yes. was also that was yes. the term because the slave mm-hmm. the slave man had a name called Buck and Mandingo. Those were the names, right? Those terms. Those are the names, yeah. So yeah, I know that you're definitely. Yes. So they would do that to put fear into his family, so that the young black son knows mm-hmm. to always uh, be under the submission of the slave master. Mm-hmm. Now, why did I use that example, uh, Zacchaeus, in the world listening? Well, because we're not talking about two horses being built, being beat on both ends on George Floyd, but what we are talking about the imagery of seeing a police officer, no matter what color he is, but it just so happens to he just so happens to be a white man, and other police officers who held them down, although you can't see them on the popular uh, footage, but on the other uh, footage, you can see yeah. that there were other officers laying on him as well. What you mainly see is George, is Derek Chauvin with his knee on his neck. What that does is that it makes young black kids and the, and the rest of the uh, and black people across the world. But we know how to dis- decipher this better than children. It just right, it right. just puts the fear in yeah we're the, we're the police and you should fear us because right. we'll do you just like we're doing him or many others and that creates a trauma of PTSD to the point where mm-hmm. where you're walking around minding your own business and you see a cop car you freeze Zacchaeus tell me I ain't lying because I know you have probably felt that feeling and I have felt that feeling speak on it yeah. Let me tell you something. Uh, we are black people that sometimes we just, um, when we walk in the street or when we drive and we see police car, police car in the streets, we, um, we just get a little nervous. Yeah, and we're not even doing nothing. And you're, not doing, you're not doing nothing. You get nervous. So by, and I, I know this day and age, but, but, but this has been going on, but this has been going on since, you know, slave patrol. Yep. Put the police presence put a fear into young black children's psyche. Yeah. You know, and even it even puts a fear into adult black people psyche. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that of all ages, of all ages, because the thing is, is that when we're stopped, we don't know we're going home. And I speak, and I speak of that with with every fiber of my being. Yes. When we are stopped, we don't know if we're going home. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with well, you didn't, you could, you was disorderly, or you conduct yourself in a in yeah. a in a un, you're disorderly. You, you conduct yourself 
in a in a and you was out you was irate right. and you was um outrate you know and just out of control speaking mm-hmm. to the cop. Mm-hmm. We can be calm. Yeah. We can be pulled over. We can be calm. Yeah. But that police officer is irate. Right. Now, now, we're not bashing police because they have some good police out there. We're not bashing no. But we're bashing the bad apples. We're bashing the 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 race soldiers mm-hmm. and the race soldiers and, and bashing the we're bashing the race soldiers and we're bashing the bad apples. That's yeah. what we're bashing. Yeah. The race soldiers. That's what we're bashing. Mm-hmm. Oh, because the thing is, is that now, as young black kids, you you, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a thing that you feel that, you know, okay, these cops are in your presence, but you're nervous. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going to go down. They pull you over, or they, when you're walking the street, crossing the street, what happened to me years in the early 90s, when you cross the street, they just grab you up and they just empty your pocket. So my life, I feel, I feel like my life is crashing before my eyes. Because I don't know if I'm gonna get shot. I, listen, I'm walking to my friend's house, and you drag, grab my book bag, and and thought I was carrying a concealed weapon, you know. So all these things puts a a nervousness into the hearts of us, and the, most of us, you know. So it's a thing that we it's a thing that we go through. You know, and we have every reason to feel that way because of the results of police counteracting with the youth, black youth and Hispanic youth and and counteracting with, you know, um, look at Sandra, you know, but but our black women and black men, Mm -hmm. you know, it it continues, man. It just continues. I mean, I've written a song on this and next thing you know, Mm-hmm. The list still, the still. After what I said, these the names in the song, "Pain on My Face." The list still continues. Mm-hmm. Then the the names of young black, young black, young black people that lost their lives mm-hmm. still continue after the name yeah. of George Floyd. Yeah. It still continues. Yeah, it doesn't end after George Floyd. Well, the fight, so, the fight is not over, yeah. and that's why I want. That's why I want black people to not. I don't want to tell black people to. Do, to, to you know, to just do what I want them to do. But what I'm saying is for, for my people, just understand that there's still more to go. There's still more to go. You know, we're celebrating, but just understand there's still a war, you know, out there that still has to be fought. And the civil rights movement did not um, end. It got interrupted. That's what people got to understand. See, it got interrupted because they killed Mega. They killed. Uh, they they was you know they was involved in the Malcolm X killing. They was involved, and they killed mm-hmm. Martin, and they killed mm-hmm. Fred Hampton. It's like understand that that took the um the momentum out of the civil rights movement, but it never it never ended. The civil rights movement has still been going on. I had a person tell yeah. me, hey, um. I wonder how things was. He said, not that I want to go back to that time. He said, but I wonder how things were during the civil rights era. And I said, well, you know what? To be frank with you, we are still carrying on that fight from the civil rights era. Mm -hmm. And he didn't realize that when I said that, he had to think about that for a second. He was like, yeah, you're right. Because there were things that weren't accomplished back then that's still being fought for now. Exactly. Yes. 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 You know, and yes. and listen, mm-hmm. and not just for this nation, it's just that what we do in this nation, we want to affect the world. We don't want police brutality anywhere. Okay? So say if police brutality magically ends here in the United States, guess what? If other countries mm-hmm. are still going through it, then it ain't over. You you know what I'm right. saying? Right. Mm-hmm. It's not over. Mm-hmm. What did uh, Martin Luther King said? A threat to injustice somewhere is a threat to injustice everywhere. Everywhere. That's right. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wrap this up pretty soon. But I wanted to mention this real quick. Uh, so this is why we, this is why we say don't celebrate too soon because how was it in the same week that Chauvin is uh convicted? Sorry, well Chauvin is convicted of murder. Right. Three counts. Mm-hmm. 
But then a brother by the name of Isaiah Brown gets shot 10 times. Okay. Mm -hmm. But, but, uh, but first of all, where was this at? Pennsylvania. Spotsylvania. Spotsylvania. Wow. Okay. That's how you say it. Oh, never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Spotsylvania, Virginia. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let me read the article real quick. This is from ABC 8 News, uh, Richmond. Okay, so this is local Virginia news. Uh, the family of Isaiah Brown, an unarmed man who was shot by a Spotsylvania County police deputy last week, addressed the media this morning after the release of Brown's 911 call and body cam video over the weekend. The 32-year-old was shot several times by deputy in the early morning hours of April 21st. The deputy mistook the phone. I repeat, the deputy mistook the phone. I repeat again, the deputy mistook the phone. Brown was holding while talking to 911 dispatch for a gun. Mm. Okay? Hmm. Now. Wow. Okay. Wow. I, I'm I'm gonna stop the article because it's just reminding me of something. Zach Hears, do you remember when the young brother in Sacramento got killed over a phone that cops thought it was a gun? Deja freaking yes, vu. Rem- vu. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yes. Yes, not so long. It was a few years ago, but no, actually no, it was actually like two years ago. That I, was actually maybe just ago. a year ago. That was a- Maybe about maybe about a year or so ago. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe 
you got to be a better human being first. Right. So when you're right. hiring, what are you doing in your hiring? You're not hiring. You're not hiring people who mean who mean to do any goodwill. You need right. to hire more of those people. That's what you mm-hmm. need to do. It starts with the the culture of of policing doesn't start and end with training. It starts before training. It starts with recruitment. Right. And everything right. else. <laughs> Tear this whole freaking thing down and, and rebuild it back up from the ground because this ain't working. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Same thing with Definitely the justice not. system. Just tear down, tear tear all of it down, and start from start from zero. Yeah, re- restart, rebirth. That's yeah. all. That's all. I got, that's all I got to say, Zacchaeus. Man, I, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I'll let you close yeah. it. I, I let anything you want to say before we get out of here. We we approach an hour. Okay, you know what? I want to quickly, quickly. I want to say, R.I.P. R.I.P. The Shock G. Yes. Yeah. The hum- yes. Yeah, t- take your time talking about this one. Chance to do the hum, hum, come this is the way. Do the humpty hum. Yo, come on, do the humpty hum. All right, Pete. My name's Humpty. I like my oatmeal lumpy. Come here, oh, fat girl. Man. You took this year. My name is. Yeah, I'm skinny. You're fat. I'm skinny. <laughs> I once got busy in the Burger King bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. oh man. <laughs> now, nah, but talk talk more about Shock G, man. Let's let's get into that. I I, I didn't want to forget about him. Um, let me um, let me brother let, Shock G. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, brother Shock G passed away recently, man. And I was and I was. I was upset about that because we're losing our grades, man. We we lost DMX, Black Rob, and now Shaq G. Yeah, we're losing our grades, man. Shaq G is from the uh, is from the digital underground, digital classic group called Digital Underground. Who discovered classical. Tupac? Who di- who discovered Tupac? Who dis- who discovered Tupac Shakur? Tupac Shakur yeah. was a dancer. Yep. In 1887 record you know with um it was that's it was with digital underground digital underground was the one that brought tupac out to the rap scene you know so to, so i want to um but did but listen shock g shock g brought the when hip-hop was going through his era of in, in 1988 is um leaning towards more gangster rap you know big up but all you know big up to shock g shock g was the one that brought the Funny into hip hop, the funny into hip hop, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Also, for you know, he brought the funny into hip hop, you know. He brought the funny along along with Kid and Play too. Gotta big up, to, gotta give yeah, respect to yeah. Kid and Play. Kid and Play brought the fun to hip hop, but Shaq G brought the brought the humor to the hip hop too with his big nose. His yeah, Humpty, lyrics, man, hum, you know, right? Because Humpty, hum, so, um, so you know, uh, you know, Humpty was basically you know, hum, look, Humpty was his like his alter ego. And yeah. you know, we, I mean, you know, he he's like known for that. <laughs> like, you know, he's he's what you call an image in hip hop because even if you don't know who the name Shock G is, you know the Humpty Dance. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And exactly. That, you know the song. Wh- wh- one of the one of the biggest rap songs of all time. You know what I'm saying? That that's up there with Bust the Move. You know, if you want it. I got it. You know, Young, young MC. MC. Young so, MC. So I remember that, when I first came that, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, old, y'all. I'm old, y'all. You know, Naughty, <laughs> Naughty by Nature's OPP. Like, you don't have to yeah. be into hip-hop to know those songs. You've heard them before in movies, everywhere, shows, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, Shock G, you know, um, and Digital Underground, and, you know, for those who also know their music, and then also, um, you know, his appearances with Pac, especially uh, one of my favorite Pac songs, I Get Around. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. You know, Shock yeah. Shock G's verse in there. So, you yeah. know, re, re, um, God bless his family, man. I had no idea, um, 
Yeah. What he was, you know, I, I don't know. Does anybody know the cause of death? It's still unknown because the thing is, is that um, when, I, when I, I was, I was hurt that he died, passed away too. But the thing is, is that I was trying to find out that I was trying to dig up, get some information on his death. As far as I know, it's still unknown. He was young. You know, 57 is young, man. 57. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it, to me, it's like, it, uh, you know, not a great, not a hip hop great, but. You know, condolences to his family, man. Condolences to his family, friends, yeah. people around him, man. May he rest in peace, Shark G. We go, oh man. You know, I was playing that too. You know, I, I remember that his, his verse and all the same gang. I, I love his verse and all the same gang. I love his. I, I love uh, um same song. You know, and Humpty and all his all his joints. You know, yeah. He was classical in his in his, in his flow. You know, so. Mm-hmm. You know, so R.I.P. to him, man. You know, Shock G, we gonna miss you. R.I.P. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep. yeah, man. So, so we, that's my last thoughts, man. So, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get up out of here. Um, let's give your social medias out, man. Let everybody know where they can reach you. You can reach me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Wayne Zach is back is on Facebook, also on. Twitter, Waybackers2, at Waybackers2, on Twitter, also on Instagram, ZacchiusB73, on Instagram. Yeah. All right. Y'all can reach me at The Fifth General. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right. All right. We're going to get up out of here. This was another episode of Mrs. Z and Fifth. See y'all next time. Peace. Peace.